0: Log Talk Radio. I want you to share this when you see it. If you're looking at this live, I want you to share it. If you're listening to it live on Blog Talk, I want you to go back and listen to it later. You know, so we're going to talk about some things naturally and spiritually. I have a friend that I told you all about um, many times named Kenny Jones that uh, sends me encouraging Bible scriptures every morning. And the other day he sent me something from Psalms thirty three, verse eleven. And that that thing has been burning in me for a couple of days. So let's pray before we get started, uh, even though I've been talking on Facebook for a while, but I wanted to since eight o'clock i wanted to I mean seven nine o'clock. I wanted to make sure that Facebook and blog talk was tuned in at the same time. So let's pray. Father God, we come to you on today asking you to forgive us of every sin of commission omission. omission, forgive us of every sin that we did unknowingly and knowingly, every sin did that brought embarrassment, shame, and abomination in your sight, God, sins that you're not even proud of saying that we are your child. People know what I mean by that. God, forgive us. Again, God, we ask you for your heart. Teach us how to love, receive, represent, and present ourselves as a Christian. God, we just say open our ears that we may hear. Open our hearts that we may receive. Open our minds that we may meditate on your word day and night. For your word brings about life Freedom deliverance, redemption and restoring. God, give us your word, your true word. Let us get out of what you put in my mouth to say tonight. Let us get out of what is needed for our individual needs. It is so in Jesus' name and in Jesus' name it is so. Amen. As I was saying, he gave me this scripture. If you would like to read along with me, Psalms 33 and 11. It says, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the salt of his heart to all generations. And I did not know what I was going to run into today. But what I did run into was people that I knew growing up, Uh People that I went to school with, people that uh, was my next-door neighbor, you know how when you live in the hood, the house is so close together, they could hear what's going on in your house and you could hear what's going on in theirs. And we all lived like if you did something, the parents, if they didn't whoop you, they would whoop you and tell your parents or tell your parents so they would whoop you. But we grew up with respect. We grew up hearing the word of God. We grew up getting instructions about how we should carry ourselves, how we should live, not saying everybody did it, but I'm telling you how we, me and my house, under my parents' leadership and guidance, We, regardless of what our friends and our neighbors did, we had to do things a certain way. When the streetlights came on, we had to be in the house or on the front porch. Uh, My dad came to the door and whistled. Yeah, he whistled. We were down the street from the house. He wasn't going to scream and holler. He whistled. We knew that whistle. And we knew whatever we were doing. Stop deceased get to running. I didn't say walk to the house. I didn't say stroll to the house. I said run to the house. Because just like in the word it says the counsel of the Lord's status forever, the thoughts of his heart to our generation. The counsel of my parents stood forever. Mm-hmm. No matter how old we got, we understood and knew our parents was our parents. If they say don't, it was don't. If they said go, we go. If they said come, we come. If they said stop, we stop. If they said sit down, shut up, go to bed, guess what we did? Sit down, shut up, and went to bed. So we, we did not care what our other friends said. We understood that we was under the counsel of our earthly parents. And in our house, we understood that our parents was being led by the counsel of the Lord. <laughs> that my our parents came from sanctified homes that raised them with the counsel of the Lord, you know, so... I know a lot of y'all probably saying what they got to do with anything. They got to do a, something a lot with everything because when I looked around and I saw what could have been, hmm. when I looked around and saw young men that used to like me and I used to like them, and I said, God, thank you. They're glad. Hmm. When I saw young ladies we used to be buddy-buddies and hung out and hung around, I said, my God, there's a no lie," You know, and when I was reading 31, I mean uh, 33, and went to chapter, uh, verse 11, I went on down to verse number 18 and 19. It says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that hear him, upon them that hope, in his mercy to deliver their souls from death and to keep them alive and famine. I, I just want you all to understand that that I don't know what that means to you, but to me because you know, when we're children, whether we're teens, preteens, young adults or whatever, we want to be accepted. We want to be um, in the crowd. We we want our friends to like us, and we want to be liked, and we want to like our friends. In other words, we stand with our peers. And when you look at your peers, if you're not strong enough to say, you know what, you do whatever you're going to do, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do because, see, Number 18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him. We were taught to fear the Lord. We were taught that not only is he a good God, but he's a terrible God. He's a jealous God. He's a loving God. He's a merciful God. But what we were taught was all knowing all of that. He's a forgiving God. Knowing all of that. He's a reviving God. A restore, re, you know, restoring redemption. He just, God is just God. It's nothing God can't do. With knowing all of that, we had to understand our part. That we could not take God for granted and just say, well, you know what? God know my heart. Yeah? hmm he did. And he told us there's no good thing that dwells in the heart of man. And you know how we know that God is true when he said it? Go back to the beginning with Cain and Abel. Go back a little further than that with his, their parents, Adam and Eve. Adam didn't even have enough heart to say, God, I wasn't going to do it. I don't care what she said, but he said, that woman you gave me. See, we always want to pass the blame, but we want to ask God why, why, why. But I thank God for having given me earthly parents that took the word, applied the word, and fed us with the word daily that we was not going to have any excuse. We was not going to be able to say, well, I didn't know. Mm -mm. I love the fact that 11 says, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. His word stands forever. His mercy and grace stands forever. But God will forgive you but that don't mean you're not going to pay for your sin. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have to answer. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to answer. I I, I thank God because when I looked, and again, I heard two songs in my head. One that says, I've changed. Jermaine Hawkins made a record that says "change." The change came over me. I thank God for the changing of my heart. I thank God for the changing of my desires. I thank God for the change of partners. Ah, well, I mean, I ain't talking about—I'm talking about spiritually. When I decided I was going to serve the Lord, I changed partners. I thank God. Hmm. Well, I. I thought about her making, seeing that song change, how, when I said yes to God, my life started changing. Mm. Things in my household started changing. The way things taste to me started changing, whether it was hanging over here, hanging over there, being with this crew. Being, I've always been a leader, not a follower. And even if they wanted to go over here, go over there, I said, well, y'all go ahead. I'm going this way. And if I don't want to be bothered with them, they start going that way. I'll go another way. But I thank God for the change, the desire of the change. The other song I heard, because a praise that not only came over me, but a praise was coming up out of me that says, when I look back over my life, uh, and I think things over, when I look back over my old friends, when I look back over my old neighborhood, when I look back, you know, there's still some some over there that that, that that have the same testimony as I do. But when I'm, I'm talking about I, I can't do nobody else's testimony. I can't tell nobody else's story because, see, I may tell some of it, and something that was important to them, I may not know or leave out. So I'm going to tell mine. When I look back and think about the things I used to do, <clears throat> the places I used to go, oh, my God. When I think about where I could have been, who, all say you don't know? You probably do because you got the same testimony. When I think about what God could have allowed to happen, when I think about what God has blocked from me, what God has stopped from me, what God didn't allow to come and overtake me, when I look back over my life and I think things over, when I look back over my life and I see the places and the people he took me away from, when I look back over my life and I say, God, you had to separate me and my sister Cecilia in our 20s when she went away to the military and I stayed here. You had to do that because that was my best friend. and we I'm not saying we wouldn't have lived up to our potentials, but one would have been dependent on the other so much. You know how the younger sister is always there for the older sister. I would have de- been depending on her too much. I wouldn't. Have, I'm just gonna be honest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you all. Because I know my sister loved me so much that whatever I wanted to do or wherever I wanted to go, she was brother. Whatever she wanted to do, well, let's do this first to see. Let's do that. Then we go. Knowing so, we're not gonna get around to it because I would start having so much fun. She wanted to see me happy. I would not have learned to stand on my own, for one. I would not have learned to listen to my parents totally, for two. I would not have learned to trust God, call on him, wait on him, and do what he told me, for three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I would not have done that because I would have stayed in a comfort zone. But when I look back over my life, And I think things over. I say, God, you had to separate me from my BFF. Not only was she my BFF, she was my BS. See, y'all mind in the wrong place. But not only, not only was she my BFF, my best best friend. She was my BBF, my best babysitter. We were... Ike and Mike, rice and gravy, peanut butter and jelly, butter and toast, (laughs) water and ice. We was that that was us. If I was left, she was right. And we rolled together. That's how our parents raised us was we rolled together with each other. She watched my back. I watched her back. You I, my job was to protect my little sister, and I did it well. I did it so well that I was held back a grave for doing it so well because you was not going to mess with my little sister because I didn't want to have to answer to the counsel at home that God had put over me, <laughs> which was my parents. I, I just want to say I, I saw... My friends that used to be my everyday importance, but I thank God for the change. That way, I could say when I look back over my life, I called a friend, my other friend I tell you all about a lot, named Artie Haley, who uh, texts me every morning to just say, "Good morning, my beautiful sister." Texts me every morning. And I always see him on Facebook celebrating somebody's birthday or um, their, uh anniversary or whatever. He's celebrating somebody. I called him one day and said, you know what, you got everybody on Facebook. You ain't got me and you ain't never took no picture. We've been knowing each other. Today I had told him we've been knowing each other over 40 years. He said, uh-uh, Sylvia. He always called me Miss Kaiser." Now, that's the respect for somebody you grew up with, you went to school with, that know you by your whole name, but they always put a title on. It. He always say, Miss Kaiser. He never says Sylvia. He said Miss Kaiser. So that lets me know the love and respect that he has for me. I said when I come out on the West side again, I'm gonna make sure I'm on my motorcycle and we're gonna take a picture. Because I want people to know that we do know each other and how dear you are to me and how dear you make me feel to you. So I called him to say, Artie, where you at? And he told me where he was at. And he said, where you at? And I told him, he said, I'm coming right now. He stopped what he was doing to come see me. Now, that right there was a blessing because he wanted to see me just as much as I wanted to see him, just to say, I thank you, I love you, and I appreciate you. And we finally got a chance to take a picture. That may seem like a little thing to you. But when you have someone that you've been knowing that long that has nothing but good things to say about you. Now, me and Artie didn't always get along because we was two hotheads growing up, and we used to clash a lot. But we were always friends and knew that the other one was always a straight-up person. But for them to still see you and call, he calls me Miss Kaiser. Y'all know some of the names. Guys call girls out here, females, and we know some of the names. females call boys out here, you know, some uh, men, wrong men. We know what we call them, but for him to say Miss Kaiser, and I always say Artie Haley, to let him know I respect you because I'm saying your whole name, you know, and and I just thought about how well that made me feel to be able to see what could have been, but I thank God it wasn't, that allowed me to see someone that thinks enough of me to address me with a proper title, You know, maybe it's not something you think is important, but it is important because, see, when I read the counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations, that means that even the people that you used to know that called you a square or a nerd or a punk or, or she this, she that, or he this, he that, and when they see you now, they say I wish I had kept hanging out with you. That means something. Mm. That means something. So when you think about anything, you think now that's love that God has put up through. It is said all generations of your family. It said through the thought of His heart through all generations. So He has to touch their heart. These are people you that came down a generational chart with that says to you, I wish I had kept hanging out with you. No, I don't think I'm better than. No, 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 no. I think I chose the better plan. I plan to follow Jesus. That's what I know. I chose the better plan. And when I go down and say, behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope is in his mercy. When I think about that and I think about we was taught to fear God, we was taught to respect his house, that when the man or woman is praying or preaching, we were taught to keep our feet. We were taught not to move. If I, we walked in the house and my mother was praying and we was coming in, we tiptoed in, we eased that door closed, even though she could hear it, but she could tell we was respect, respecting the the uh, reverence of God being invited into our home. You know, when, when, when she would be singing and praising around the house, we did not come in laughing loud and talking. We had enough sense to know when we approached the house, if we was laughing and talking with our friends, we said, hold up. We going to the house because we knew that we had to come in a certain way because we was taught to serve the Lord. We was taught that God not only um, was called to be at our house, but to there above my bed, I have for me and my house, we would serve the Lord. Before they had these little posters, you stuff that you could buy, that was what my mom said. In this house, you're going to serve the Lord. I don't care if we hung out all night. We was grown. I don't care if we hung out all night, went, or just came in. She would let us get comfortable and lay down and get five or ten minutes sleep and say, okay, now get up and get ready for church. But, Ma, I don't care. you going to church because we were taught to see the Lord. And what we would do was get up, get dressed, and go to church. When I, Like I said, when our friends and stuff came over, they knew that they had to respect our house because there was the rules of our house. When we prayed, we prayed before we ate, and we prayed after we ate. We said, God, we thank you for this food we're about to receive. Bless the hands that cook and after we ate, we said, God, we thank you for this this wonderful, healthy meal that you gave us. See, we were taught to give God reverence. We were taught to go to bed before we go to bed. We, we, You know, we were young. We said, Lord, now you lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. But as we got older, we began to learn how to pray more deeper with going in and saying, God, I thank you for allowing me to, you know, do you know how, how could I put this? Do you know how blessed you are to get up and be able to walk through your house? Not just the drive-by coming bullets coming through the window, but just to be able to get up and take a step and not fall. <laughs> See, some of y'all may not understand that. But see, I'm at an age now. Uh, I got to when I go to get up. It's gonna sound funny, but when I go to get up, I got to study how to get up like I'm, I'm studying for a test. I got to make sure my seat is in the right place. I got to make sure my body is in the right position at the edge of the chair, the couch, or uh, whatever I'm sitting on. A, a I got to make sure my feet are in the right place, and there's nothing in my way to get up. And when I get up, I can't just jump up and walk off. I got to make sure my balance is there. That's a blessing to be able to get up and do that. How many of you all know that? As it's a blessing to be able to drink water right now, and as we're looking in America, uh, it's a fire up in Canada that's polluting the air down here. How many of you all know that it's a blessing to be able to say, God, I, I, I you know, people talk about famine. See, that, that's the last scripture I talked about, to deliver their souls from the depth and to keep them alive in the famine. You all, we have to understand, famine is not just with food. Famine is with water, air. Ah, y'all better hear me. He said to deliver their souls from death and to keep them alive and fast Because, see, you would get so caught up in what you need and you don't have that you would, uh, like he sold his birthright for that bowl of soup. You you would sell something. You'd sell out. Just to get a breath of fresh air, to get some uh, water, to get some food, to get a warm place to stay, a cool place to stay—you just foolish things. Some call them uh, biker booties, some call them uh, petrol heads, some call them a uh, carpet. You just—you know—you don't know. You, you want a fur coat, you want diamonds and jewelry. You know, you, you want this, you want that, and, and you will sell out. Instead of saying, Lord, I say yes. God, you said if I lack wisdom to ask. God, you said that you would take my feet out of a marvy clay. God, you said you would give me my heart desire. God, you said if I'm not ashamed of you before man, you won't be ashamed of me before your father. God, you said I could have what I asked for. God, you said. I have not because I ask not. God, you said I could come boldly to your throne. God, you said that you would make me the lender and not the borrower. God, you said that I'm more than a conqueror. God, you said you are my father, that I am heaven. You said that when I loose on earth, should be loose in heaven. God, you said that mercy and grace and favor will follow me all the days of my life. God, you said that if I do Your will, if I take care of Your house, You will take care of my house. God, you said that You love that I will get an joint inheritance. God, you said I was Your. You said that if my earthly father knew what I need, how much, were God, how much more would you? God, you said if you see the sparrows, the lilies in the field, if the birds, God, you said you would take care of me. God, when I read your word and I bring it back to you, see, people try to sit and tell you how to talk to God. Mm-mm. You talk to God. You got to know that you can go to God and say, God, silver and gold have I not. But love, honor, praise, worship, God, I give to you. God, if I could only go back and do it over. As the old folks used to teach old us when we were young, and I not really understand it, but I do now. If I knew then huh, what I know now, hmm. if I knew then what I know now, I would have never smoked a cigarette. Uh huh. If I knew then what I know now, I would have never stopped going to church. Uh huh. If I knew then what I know now, I would have never left God, my first love if I knew then what I know now. Because, see, when I was a little girl, after saying mommy, daddy, the next uh, name I knew to call on all the time was Jesus, the blood of Jesus, uh, the mercy of Jesus. See, that because that was a generational thing, because of the counsel of the Lord that was over my parents' life, that was over their parents' life, and so on and so on. When the oil ran, like, oil ran down Aaron's beard, when the oil ran down that beard, it ran all the way down to me. So I had to pour it to my son. We have to get to the place that we have to say, you know what, after you tried this and after you tried that, I'm going to remind you that what I once told you was try Jesus. I, you know, I made this testimony public years ago. But all the kids on my son's football team had nicknames: Killer, mm-hmm. Beast, Psycho, Mad Dog. Ah, go on. We're gonna go on and go on and go. On. Uh, 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 Debo. You know, they they all had these names that meant something to the person that had it because it was telling you about their personality. So with my son, he said, Mama, I ain't got no nickname. I said, Yeah, you do. He said, What's it? What's my nickname? I said, Man of God. Huh? I said, Man of God. And he kind of looked. I said, Look, I'm not raising you to be like the rest of them. You ain't going to be nobody's peewee and nobody's puncho. Now, I'm not taking them. Don't get me wrong, y'all. Don't put no nasty remarks on my comments and stuff like that, but I'm saying what well, I, I said to my son. You ain't going to be no uh, nam and uh, 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 mucho, macho, and I'm no, no, no. You're going to be man of God. I said, and I'm going to show you, when you accept what the man of God says, when you accept that, you're going to find out that God is going to take care of you. So with that being said, when he accepted the name the man of God, what ended up happening is that uh, things started changing for him. He started getting a little more play time. He started being recognized by the people that was listening because they started calling the games over the intercom. And one day he played, one night, brother, he played a game and uh He sacked the quarterback a couple of times, and he intercepted a couple of times. And each time he did it, the um, uh, what you call it? The commentator would say he would look at the number. He just after a while he just started knowing his name. He said the man of God, the man of God intercepted, the man of God sacked, the man of God blocked, and people would laugh and say man of God, who would name their child man of God? And I stood up proudly and said I did, and they just said oh okay. When we came back for the finals to play that same team, those kids' names had changed from killer to pastor, hmm. from beast to bishop, ah. from uh, moochie to apostle. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm not telling you no story. Their names had changed, and the kids' ideas had changed because, see, now they had to live up to that. You had some deacons out there, huh? Ah. You had some reverence, you know, Rev, do this, Uh uh-huh. I mean, you had other man of God's out there because things had changed. And like I told him, you are a leader because of the counsel that I was brought up under. I'm bringing you up under. You're not going to go by what other people say. So I know I said a lot. I hope it wasn't a rambling, but I'm just letting you all know, because of what God showed me today with the blessing of saying yes. Yes, Lord. When God will take you back, you know, it's amazing when you can look back. But when somebody else look back and tell you, I wish I had to keep hanging out with you all, you and your sisters and I just wish because I, you still look the same. When, I mean, when everybody can walk up to you and tell you who you are and you don't know, you know, I, I stopped by one of my cousins' house on the, I'm going to say this before I end, stopped by one of my cousins' house on the way in because um, I was out west. And I said, I can't drive by her house without stopping. She just married her son, which is my second cousin, because she's my first cousin, on my dad's side. And I stopped by her house to say hi. And when I pulled up, her grandson was on the porch, and I said, is your grandmother here? And he said yes. And he jumped up, and everybody looked. He's like, he's like about 26, 27. They looked. They said, well, what? Because he ain't going to get nobody for nobody. And the little boy that was sitting on the front porch said, who is you? I said, who are you? And before I could finish saying, who are you? My family said, that's your cousin. That's, she related to us, and everybody started telling him who I was. Not, not saying it in a, a a vain way. I'm saying it in a way that, that when God changes you, he makes people happy to see you, and he makes people happy to tell who you are. And I just began to Smiling when my cousin hugged me the way she did and said, "I thank you." I said, "I'm not staying long. I'm on my way home, but I wanted to just stop by and check on you, and let you know I love you and I haven't forgot about you." And he, and you know she was just so happy, you know. And then when she wanted to talk about other things, I stopped her and said, "No, I just stopped by to do this, do that." And I said, "See." When you decide to walk in the counsel of God, you learn how to stop things without being messy. I get it. You learn how to stop things, stop conversations without being messy. I get it. You don't let it start up that way your name can't get it mixed up. It's mess. Because when the cousin says uh, you you remember this? I told her I don't know nothing about it. And see, that stop it right there, because if I say I don't know nothing about it, and, and people heard it, can't nobody say I said anything. Because see, that's mess. Now remember, the word of God says sin lies at the door. The devil is always somewhere trying to stir up something to get you caught up into something, especially when he knows you say yes, Lord, and especially when you on your way. Because see, I was rushing home to do this program tonight because I knew, I said, Lord, I need you to make sure the traffic is moving so I can get home because the program starts at 9, and it's almost 8. And I got to go from, just say, uh, you know, know what Brickyard is? North Avenue, I'm sorry, Narragansett Fullerton. I was way over there hanging. Cause after the service, I went to Applebee's. Yeah, that's on my page a little earlier. We went to Applebee's and I ate and I got it. full, full, full. So I'm riding from there. Do so y'all remember what Fun Town used to be? Fun Town, Fun Town. <laughs> you know, 95th Avenue, 95th of Stony Island Avenue, Fun Town. I'm riding over that to that area, like, and I needed to get there in a certain amount of time. And I asked God to make sure I got there safe and you know, to the house so I could do this program. So again I want you all to remember, Psalms thirty three and eleven, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. So whatever you was taught in a godly manner, please teach that to your next to your children so they can teach it to their children or your nieces, nephews, whoever is involved in your life. Teach that so it can go down to the hundred generations of your uh, legacy, of your lineage. Remember he says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fears him, upon them that hope is in his mercy. You've got to have hope in God. You've got to have hope in his mercy because his mercies are new every morning, every day. I knew, to deliver their souls from death and to keep them alive in the famine. We are in a famine right now. We are in a famine of the lack of love, the lack of respect, the lack of common sense, the lack of the truth. People rather for you to tell a lie than the truth. It's in the Word. They'll believe a lie than in the truth. Then when people get caught up. And charged, they want to call it a way charge. Ah, people are not being honest. And the sad part about it, we're not asking for them to be honest. We're not standing up for honesty. If you accept foolishness, you will, you will accept anything. You're only going to get what you stand up for. And you're only going to stand up for things that you know how to pray. We call, uh, we put out chain letters, we put out uh, copy this and uh, paste on your page for people. Why are we touching and agreeing with prayer? When you know somebody has lost someone, if you can't make it, you know what? Send a prayer. Don't just say I'm praying for you. Type a little prayer on a on a timeline. Send a prayer. Because, see, people are hurting right now. Some of them don't want to talk. Some of them don't. they tired of telling what happened. There's a time and a season. And when a person is going through mourning, let them mourn. If you have to, just pray for them. I, I want you all to pray for me. I have a friend named Monet. We call her Pinky. She lost her daughter last week. I... She's been on my heart so deep. I I haven't talked to her. Lord knows I want to, but I could only imagine the phone calls she's getting, the questions she's being asked. So all I do is just message her a little prayer. Tell her I love her. I'm praying for her on purpose. If you all know somebody that's going through, I have a cousin named Margot McCor. She's going through right now. I I can't go and see her and talk to her right now, but. I try to send her little messages encouragement to let her know how much I love her. I'm praying for her on purpose. I told you I went by to see a cousin because she buried her son. I was able to do that because I knew I wasn't going to stay long. But some time would pass, and I was able to stop by and just say, I love you. When you have people in your life that are going through, in love to my cousin Trish that's always supported me and her sister Carmela and her brother Rico. Uh, he calls me every now and then to say little things to me. It's awesome to hear from your family to know that they're supporting you. If you can't support everything somebody do, like when you see it on their Facebook page or you, you, you uh, run across it, when you uh, see their name, call them, I love you. I, I, I hate that we don't get together like we used to when we were children, but the cares in life, we know that. But I just thank God that I have a family that I can look at and see. We haven't forgot our sanctified mamas that wore those long dresses and spoke in other tongues and laid hands and, and believed that God. It's just that God. That God is a miracle worker. God is a healer. That God could come in and do what nobody else could do. Once they prayed and let it, let it go and gave it to God, it's done. They didn't repeat it. They spoke it, believed it, and let it be. That's how we got to get in this world today. We got to speak it. We got to give it to God. And we got to touch and agree, and we got to let it be. We need to do some corporate prayer. We need to do some corporate conversation. Stop trying to put everything in a community center. God is a community. God is a creator. God is everything we need. We trying everything else but prayer. We're calling on. The Republicans, we're calling on the Democrats, we're calling on the liberals, we're calling on everybody. But y'all know what? You may have took prayer out of school, but they didn't take prayer out your heart. They didn't take prayer out your life. We better come together and pray, because the word says, "My people are called by my name." Y'all know it. Y'all better. You better humble yourself. Better turn from your wicked ways. Better seek His face. He says, seek his face early while you may find him. See, one of all of us want to think daytime starts when the sun go up. No, daytime starts at twelve oh one midnight. Daytime starts when evil is woke. Ah. See, what we can't see, God can't see. God's word says that a thousand years is, like yesterday to God. Mm. So we always say a thousand years is like a day with God. It says a, a like yesterday. I'm trying to find that scripture. I had wrote it down, and I wanted to make sure I didn't forget it. But I remember seeing that it says it was like Yesterday. I'll finally get back with you all. But I just want you all to know that it's time for us to start calling on God because we have mourned the lost. We have mourned losing loved ones. We have mourned a whole lot. But one thing we haven't did was prayed a whole lot. Now, I'm not talking to those that pray. I'm talking to those that have not trusted God with everything. We gotta get to the place. Here you go. It's Psalms ninety verse four. It says, Well verse three says, Thou turnest man to destruction and saith, Return ye children of men. The fourth verse says, for a thousand years in thy sight, are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. See, we, now let's get in the Word. Let's get back to God. Let's stop looking for entertainment. Let's stop worrying about how good I look, how young I look, how old I look. Let's get back to asking God for His direction, His instruction, His guidance, His leadership. Let's ask God for His favor because I hope it's in God. So thank you all for joining us tonight. Our foundational scripture is Matthew sixty thirty three. 33. For seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I want you all to know that I was excited about talking about what God had did for me on today. So we have to live in the now, now faith. We're in the now faith, time in God. And I want you all to know that. So if you're listening on Blog Talk, the lines are open. If you'd like to make any comments, please do so at this time.
1: Hello, this is Cecilia. I just wanted to remind everyone that years ago we used to sing a song that said, look where he brought me from. Look where he brought me from and that he was God. But also, Minister Sylvia was talking about a code that we had growing up where we covered one another, whether it was her and I covering each other her and not covering Rennie Rose, um, whether it was me going out with my battle buddies, her going out with her friends. But it was some things we didn't do and I liked how minister um Lewis wrote on Facebook about how we didn't let you go to the bathroom by yourself. We went to the bathroom as a group. We didn't let you leave a party drunk. We Made sure you got home I was a designated driver when I was active duty so I went out with a whole bunch of ladies that were alcoholics and I wanted to make sure they got home there was a sister code a friendship code or a, a code that we lived by that not only did our parents teach us but it was biblical because you don't see David going to war Without those people that he could depend on You don't see the uh, Even the disciples traveling together And them not taking care of one another So as Minister Sylvia said Let's get back to prayer Let's get back to covering one another Let's get back to real friendship Let's get back to, like she said She stopped by to see one of our cousins When was the last time you covered someone, or someone covered you. God is asking us to get back to Him, and as we're getting back to Him, we'll get back to real friendship, because there's too many people going to Mexico with so-called friends and and dying while they're there, but let's find those true friends. Don't be so quick to call somebody your friend. An associate is one thing, but remember, even Jesus, when He was Um, in the garden, and when he was in the desert, the devil tried to act like he was there to be his friend. Too many of us are befriending the devil. So hear the word of God that the woman of God spoke on tonight and pray and ask God to surround you with real, true people. That's all I have, Minister Sylvia.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Apostle Elect, for those words. Is there anyone else? that would like to speak at this time? I thank you all for taking the time out to join us on our programs where we present on Sundays, Mondays, and Fridays. Even if you don't have anything to say and you're listening in on blog talks, if you just say amen or thank you, you know, please let us know that you're hearing what God is saying. We, we want to just thank you all for taking the time out, but we want to be able to say thank you and know we're let, let you know that we're thanking you. So I just want to say this. Um, Pastor Linda Handy has a prayer line. Phone number is 605-313-4818. 605-313-4818. Her access code is 641-147, 641-147. Sister Carmen has a prayer line. Phone number is 605-313-4284, 605-313-4284. Her access code is 528-2607, 528-2607. And if you all would just join us Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can see it here, our very own Apostle-elect, like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, bring forth the Word of God. Bring forth the Word of God and a true, true manifestation of what God is saying to the body of Christ. If you would like to tune in this Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear our very own Pastor Servant, Troy Thomas. He will be our speaker for the second Monday of the month. If you tune back in next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear me again, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, tell you what God has put on my heart to share with the people of God. And remember... For me and my house, we would serve the Lord. And also, I want to ask you all to pray for, I have a friend named Dino who lost his wife uh, about a month ago. Please keep him in your prayers. Um, he's after to learn how to live life in a different format without his wife. So please keep them in your prayers. Don't forget. The counsel of God is for all generations. Good night, everyone.